Hey, everyone. Before we jump into today's episode of Imperfect Action with Ben Martinez, he's an entrepreneur, has two different businesses he's running at the same time, and really gets into his story about leaving corporate America to found and run those businesses. I just want to mention a couple of quick things. One of them is really excited. Uh, we are now in 25 plus countries, and I love that. I love the idea of this podcast going global and having a universal message to it. You know, I think all of us want to figure out how to get out of our own way, how to take those next steps, how to move forward. And so I would love to hear from you. And if you would shoot me a quick email, best email address is just imperfect action podcast. That's all one word, imperfect action podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what country you're in and let me know which episode you like best, what you like best about this podcast. And if there's anyone that you think would make a fantastic guest, I'd love to hear about that too. Uh, you know, most of my guests are based in the U S but of course we've had a few, uh, Alexander Karouf was, was over in Denmark. I've had folks from a few areas. I've got a guest coming up from, uh, uh, Finland and I think uh, one from Serbia as well. So really excited about that. If we get all the details nailed down, those will be coming up here in the next month or two. And, uh, anyway, let's jump into the show right now. Welcome to Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards. This is the website where we're looking for ideas and inspiration for taking your next or maybe even your first step, whether that's creating your own business, starting a side gig, or maybe just taking on a, a big project in your life. And so today's guest is Ben Martinez. Ben, uh, now you fit that several of those categories there. You want to just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah. Hey, Brock, how you doing? And uh, myself, my name's Ben Martinez, and I've uh, live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I run two companies. I've got a recruiting company, kind of a recruiting and HR consulting company by the name of Ramp Talent, and then I have an e-commerce online uh, coffee company. It's a roast to order. We only do freshly roasted coffee called Somato Coffee. So. Sweet. Well, all right. So you, you've got a lot going on there. Um, so with Ramp Talent, is there a specific focus that you have? Yes, there is. So the focus is we ramp recruiting and HR for high growth startups. Typically, our sweet spot are companies that are about an A round of investment or they've maybe self-funded and uh, maybe anywhere from an A round to a C round um, on the mature end, and they don't have either a head of HR or head of recruiting and we go in and really do an assessment on what their recruiting talent and human capital needs are, provide recommendations, and really that's our roadmap to help the, the, the client out. And then typically, as if with all things in growing and running a business, businesses, it comes down to talent. And a lot of the work we end up doing is around recruiting talent, building out like a recruiting process, really creating a recruiting machine for them. And so... Um, you know, we kind of work ourselves out of a job after a while when we're, when we're with the client because we help them hire um, their first head of HR, first head of recruiting. So. Yeah. So what, what inspired you to start that business? Well, yeah. So what inspired, what inspired me is I have, I mean, for my whole life, I've, you know, I should say my whole working life for 20, almost 20 years, I've worked in big companies and small companies, startup companies. And I've got a pretty good taste of, 
you know, super mature HR practices and then practices that are, you know, need a lot of work. And then I've been part of companies where I've, where I've had the opportunity to grow and scale uh, companies and hire a lot of people. And I've seen it done really great. And I've made a, uh, you know, done a lot of great things. And then I've also seen it done really bad. And I've also made a lot of mistakes. And so, um, you know, I was, I came out out of almost two years ago, I came out of HireVue, which was a high growth startup where I was their head of HR. I was there for about five years. And um, uh, really, you know, after doing that, I thought, I, I think I can help other companies that are going through the same thing. And so it's companies that do not have maybe, you know, the budget to hire a head of HR, or maybe they don't, they don't want to go that big. They just need some kind of, you know, maybe kind of smaller uh, type of work that they need to put in. And so I just started working with, basically just started working with CEOs and founders and helping them out. And, um, it, you know, the, the type of work we do ranges in, anywhere from, you know, it could be recommending technology they need for their company for HR and recruiting. It could be uh, working on a vision, values, and goals for the company that is, is lacking many times. It could be training for coaching and performance management. Um, and then, it, you know, it, it, it can also be, you know, retained, kind of retained uh, searches for executive roles or software tech engineers or kind of HR recruiting tech roles. So, yeah. So that, yeah, so so that makes total sense, Ben. You, it was what you were doing. You branched off. Uh, you were in a tech company that, that worked with startups as well. So um, that seems pretty natural. Uh, but, but what about the coffee company? So how does that come about? <laughs> yeah. So the coffee company I started when I was at HireVue and, and that just came out of, I, I guess I can say this now because it's been so many, you know, my statue of limitations of talking about the company, not that it was ever a secret, but I started that company while I was at HireVue. I was super bored. And I'm one, I, I like to, uh, I'm a, you know, you get to point in your life where you figure out what you like to do. I'm a startup guy. I like to create things from scratch. I mean, I created Sumato Coffee. Um, you know, there was no brand. Um, and so basically, you know, we created that with, um, you know, we created the, the, the name, the brand, the website. We had to learn the space, the e-commerce space, you know, I've learned a lot in the year and a half since we launched it, year and a half to two years. And basically how that came about is I'm uh, super into coffee. And coffee, really good coffee is hard to find, especially in Utah times. Um, it's just not to get into it on a podcast. There's, well, there's a lot of Mormons in Utah. And Mormons believe that you should not drink uh, coffee or caffeine in the form of hot beverages or, you know, coffee or tea or some, some rule like that. I forget how that was worded, but they'll drink a lot of Diet Coke and Mountain Dew, just won't drink coffee. But anyways, I digress. So there's a lot of coffee, uh, you know, lack of good coffee in Utah. And so while I was in Utah, you know, I saw a problem. And the problem was, was getting freshly roasted coffee into workplaces and homes. And it's not just a problem in Utah, it's a problem across America. And because I've lived and worked outside of Utah for most of my career, actually. And, um, so I saw that as a problem because, you know, you've got to go down to the roaster and, you know, get the freshest roast and, you know, get your bag. And it's kind of like a shady drug deal or something like that. And I thought it shouldn't be like this. And uh, there are other companies that are much bigger than us that do stuff like this. It's freshly roasted coffee. But 
basically the science behind it is, you know, coffee begins to stale after about 14 days, uh, 14 to 16 days out of the roaster. Most coffee buying grocery stores is way older than that. And there's a significant taste difference when you try the different coffee and how you brew it. Um, and so basically just, you know, is by my own problem. And so when I started doing this, I, it was because I was, I was trying to find fresh, freshly roasted coffee because it tasted a lot better. It was fresher. There's actually a lot of health benefits to freshly roasted coffee. There's many antioxidants in, in freshly roasted. And then they just start to go stale over time. And so it just was my own self. I was like, it was a problem. It was hard to get. And then I, I started to figure out, well, I started trying to, trying to roast my own coffee. That's not exactly easy to do. To do it right, it's just kind of hard. It's like trying to say you're going to learn the, how to play the guitar really good and, you know, in, in a few weeks. And so then I just, from there, I found a roaster who, and I, you know, we contract with a roaster and they roast our coffee beans for us out of Salt Lake City. And it's a roast order business. It's online only, Somato Coffee, S-U-M-A-T-O, Somato Coffee. Shameless plug, uh, go ahead and, you know, look it up. Coffee is good. If you use a promo, coffee is good. You can buy two bags, get one free. And that's enough about talking about, you know, I don't want to promote um, the, web, the, the podcast. But uh, yeah, so how I started it was really out of my own personal problem of getting fresh roast. And then I realized how good it was. I wanted to share all this goodness with other people. And then we just started the company and it's doing really well. So. So, so how does that work on the individual level? I mean, do you have like bags of coffee being FedExed in from Columbia and like, you know, the, the going from, hey, I'm solving this one problem just for me to, I mean, I understand it at the scale of where you're doing a mail order business, but yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a tough leap. Yeah, that totally. So it was kind of a slow, tough leap. So I just, like I said, I started researching this heavily when I was, you know, had a job and I just got super interested in it. And then I just started interviewing people that knew way more about it than I did. did. And I, I met with several different roasters and people who own their own coffee companies and just figured out, okay, how do they buy their beans? And basically what I do is I work with importers. So I don't go, it, it's, it's an interesting business, just coffee, the industry in general. Um, you know, I work with an importer who imports the beans from whatever country we're working with at that time. Coffee seasonal. So, you know, at one, you know, at one time of the year, it might be really good in Guatemala and then another time it, it may not be. So we work with an importer and just get good crops. We get to sample it, um, whether it's Guatemala, typically it's, you know, we go to a lot of your Latin America, South America countries, uh, Guatemala, Colombia, uh, Costa Rica, uh, Mexico. And then we do, you know, go over to Ethiopia, um, Kenya at times. And so just, but we're importing those beans. And so basically I work with an importer to answer your question. And then we kind of forecast, you know, we give that importer a forecast or, or we have a forecast and we kind of say, this is what we think we're going to need, you know, over the next 90 days, you know, or whatever time frame we give them and then they order it for us and then we have our beans. So, yeah. Yeah. So when, uh, right before we went on here, my, my son asked me who was going to be on the podcast. And so I, I was telling him a little bit about you and you know, that you had this coffee business and he's like, wow, that, that must be really profitable. It's like, well, I assume so, you know, <laughs> he keeps doing it. Um, you know, for people who want to start their own business, I mean, that's just, it, it's such a cool story and it's, it's taking on big things. Like, when I think of most, you know, internet businesses, I think of small things. I think of working with a drop shipper, you know, I, all these little pieces, not like the overhead and the coordination and 
trying to hit hit that scale of something like coffee. And I would have assumed like coffee, like, you know, there's Starbucks everywhere. You know, there's coffee everywhere. How, who needs more coffee? And yet, clearly you found a market. Clearly you found a way to deliver that to that market. And so what advice would you have or, or, or what do you wish you knew starting out as you're going, yeah, you know, I want to do kind of this side gig of something that interests me. Yeah, that's a great. So basically what I would say, if I look back on, you know, starting off is, you, you know, really, first of all, starting, I mean, I, I was, you know, as I said earlier, I was at a company, companies for 20 years or almost, right? I don't know, 18 years in many states in, in America and I did a stint in Mexico. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'd, I'd worked at big companies. I'd, I'd worked, you know, for the hypothetical, I'd worked for the man long enough. Right. And I always had this itch. I mean, it was with me all the time. It's, it's windshield time. When you're driving out of the office, it's like, okay, I'm just not fulfilling that itch. And there's never a good time to do this. There never is. And I, you know, a lot of it, I would say research, 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 plan, 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 and then execute. Like it's, it's more doing than thinking. And I don't mean that in a reckless way, but so many times we are our own problems by overthinking things. And that goes on inside of companies. That's how things slow down. Uh, A lot of it's because oftentimes we just overthink things and a lot of starting a business. And so for me, the coffee company was actually gave me like the confidence that I needed that I could really launch ramp talent in a way. And so, you know, obviously I couldn't launch ramp talent when I was the head of HR at Hireview, but here I launched a coffee company and out of the gate to your point, is it profitable? No. But did I put in a lot of overhead in this business? No, because I didn't buy a building. I didn't buy, you know, heavy expensive equipment. There's not a lot of overhead. It's mainly it's a website. And it's you know it's it's learning and understanding technology and how to scale. So, the coffee company gave me a lot of confidence in okay, I can do another business, and I you know I'm thankful that I have really good people who help me. And without that, I couldn't go that far. I mean, recently with Ramp Talent, I just hired a really good recruiter, who's she's she's wonderful, and I'm thankful that she's working with me because she's got a great background, but. Um, you know, and then on the coffee side, I have someone, you know, I have kind of a very small team, but you know, one person in particular, who's kind of my Swiss army knife. And that's a person that gets things done, but big learning over the last, you know, one to two years has been take some of our own advice working in nature and recruiting is it's people. Uh, I made some mistakes with people and I'll just leave you to that. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and I blame myself and I'm taking ownership. If you're going to own your own business, you're going to own it. And there's no blaming. When sales are bad, you're the problem. When costs are high, you're the problem. When bad decisions get made, you're the problem. No matter what, it comes down to you. And so, you you know, I, I enjoy that. I have learned from that. I, I've grown from this these experiences. I, you know, plan to keep just getting after it and going for this. It, it's, a, it's a rush. It's a chase. Uh, right now in, you know, both businesses, you know, we're closing out the year with rep talent. It's going to be a rush to the end to hit the, you know, the Q4 hit December. I think we're going to do it, but it's going to be a rush. Right. And with, with an online e-commerce company right now, it's a big time with holidays. People buy a ton of coffee for Christmas. So it's executing on our strategies for gifts and, you know, things like that. So it's just a different, it's, it's kind of a different kind of a 
you know, versus inside of a company. I mean, yeah, there's ownership and there's things you've got to do and you've got to hustle. But when it's your own brand, your own company, something you built, there's a deeper level of care that you'll probably, I think you'll ever have. And so also have fun. <laughs> Good advice there. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's so much behind what you just said there. I, I think um, that I think it is important to remember to have fun. Uh, it, it's easy to get caught up in wherever things are. And what I mean by that is, so when business is good, you're going into the busy season right now, there's a lot of problems that come with that. Um, when things are bad, money's not coming in, there's a lot of problems that come with that. And a friend of mine who had his own business once gave me the advice of just, you know, you got to enjoy it where it is. When, it, when it's slow, enjoy the spare time. When it's busy, enjoy the money. That's, that's fair. That's totally spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you've already touched on some of the realities of being self-employed, but how do you, how do you juggle this? So you've got two fledging businesses and I would think that both of them would take all of your time and energy. I mean, you said you've got some good people behind you, uh, but you know, it's hard enough to keep up with one business. How do you possibly keep up with two and two doing very different things? Yeah. Well, a, a couple things around that one is, um, well, first of all, I say, how do I keep up is it's, it's discipline. And I will say, I mean, that is, if I had to do it all over again, I would have been more disciplined. I mean, now I'm super disciplined and it's, it's the basics. It's get sleep. I'm a seven hours. I, you know, I don't go below seven hours. Usually it's seven, eight. I try to shoot for, uh, I watch my time. I audit my time very anally or rigorously. I, I, I wake, typically I wake up at four 30 in the morning and that is because that is my time. And I'm up before anybody in my house. I'm married to three kids, three young kids and nine, seven and three year old. And they mean the world to me. And so I'm up anywhere between, you know, usually it's four 30, sometimes a little bit earlier than that. And that's my time, um, to have my routine. I wake up, I drink a glass of water, I meditate, I, make the best cup of French press coffee that can ever be made, of course. And then I get after it and I start working. And that's just me in my little basement office. And I just start working. And then at some point I do, you know, it, depending on the order, either I go when the kids wake up, I help them get ready for school. That's my 45 minutes to an hour with them. I cherish that time. I, I eat breakfast with them. You know, I help them get ready for school. I take them to school and it's my carpool day. And then I throw in a workout in as well. And it's anywhere from 20 minutes on the low end to an hour. And it just depends on if I have time. And I do all that is done by, you know, in some order by 9 a.m. every day. You know, so all that stuff I just shared there is from 4.30 to 9. I've done all that. And so I've done a lot of work. And a lot of the work I do in the morning is just setting my day up. And it's, it's so you, you know, I've, I've got to be very judicious of the time I spend and, because, you know, my, you know, it's ultimately, it's just auditing and managing your time. I mean, so much, so much time can get wasted sitting in, you know, if you're sitting in a meeting and you, why do you need to be there? Ask yourself, if you, if you don't know why you should be there, ask in the meeting why you should be there. If you don't need to be there, don't be there. Your time's precious. You'll never get that back. Whereas money you can earn back, or if you lose money, you can go earn it back. Or, you know, there's always money to go be made, but time you can't go. It's hard to, you can make time by waking up earlier, but you know, there's only so many hours in a day. Everybody knows that, but you need sleep as well. And so 
it, you know, how I make time is just, it's, it's, it's just discipline and it's just day in and day out. It's kind of boring. I mean, some people think, oh, what do you, I mean, what it's, I mean, I like my life. I'm happy, but it's, it's, <laughs> you go to bed, you wake up and there's days. Yeah, of course I don't want to wake up. I'm like, I don't want to wake up at 430. So just do it, get out of bed and go. And, uh, you know, you know, then don't look back. So. Yeah, you know, you're kind of kind of touched on something there. I, w- one of the things I noticed that you didn't say is that you know, you stopped to pose in front of your Lamborghini to post it on Instagram on your way out the door, um, which I, I thought was required of all entrepreneurs. Um, <laughs> you, you know that there, but uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there is kind of this, you know, Instagram fabulous uh, culture that gets built up around being an entrepreneur. And, you know, you share what, what a lot of people share with me is just, you know, the, the gritty reality is, is it sounds kind of boring. I mean, it's not exotic. It's not glamorous. It, it's get up, get to work, get it done. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things like when you tell people, I might, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. You know, when you tell people that you're self-employed or, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you've got these two businesses, what is kind of some of the gritty reality that you wish they knew? Yeah. I mean, I, what I wish they knew a couple of things, that's great because I went through this kind of, I've, I'm kind of going through it still, this evolution change. Cause you know, you work for a company that I, yeah, I think we're, we're more than our work. I believe that. Right. So there's nothing more lame. I think we need to, neighborhood barbecue and first question out of somebody's mouth is what do you do it's like okay is that does that define me right and the reason why i say that is you know when you work at a company that kind of you know i work at apple or i'm just picking companies everybody does i work at general mills or i work at procter and gamble i work wherever right it, and it kind of defines people it's like oh that's what you, he's a you know he's a, a cpg guy or he's a tech guy or he's a medical guy right and or girl right whoever's saying it and and so when i left you know corporate america i kind of went this this change evolution because i you know people don't take you serious sometimes i felt like that at least i felt like that it's like well what do you do you're self-employed oh you're it's like so you're like do you have a job like what do you do all day and and, you know and it's like you sometimes you find yourself explaining or justifying People, so I actually have fun with that in some some cases because I can because I own a coffee company. I'll say oh, I just drink coffee all day, um, but you know it's like if I really want to get into something, then I'll talk about you know what I do. And I mean, what I do is I, the way I see it is I, I help companies and I help people. I help them solve problems. I've got real talent problems. I'm there to help them, and I help them do that. And I actually had a client today in this in an office doing this podcast. But I mean, I help people, and and uh, so that's kind of. I guess it's more of a purpose, right? Versus, you know, when when I worked at a company or anything like that, it was is I feel like maybe I was a little bit, little bit more limited in what I could do, and um, so that's yeah, that's that's kind of I don't know if I answered that question, but um, that's 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 what I that, that's what it's like. I mean, I think people think I don't know. I mean, I think I mean it's it's hard work, right? Just like it, just like it's hard work working inside of a company. That's not. I'm not saying that's easy. I've done that. That's hard work there's just a different kind of a stress that you put up with. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think what it, the, the escape mechanism is that knowing that you can kind of work harder. I mean, it's satis- it's, it's very satisfying when you work really hard on a Saturday or a Sunday or sometime, and then you can look and say, but I worked on the business that I'm creating versus you work really hard on something. And then you look back and say, but I didn't really like make a difference. I, all I did is, 
put together the presentation and then went to the board and then I didn't really hear back, you know, didn't hear much back on that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like, what was the return on that? And so, um, it's just, that's, you know, knowing that you're working on something that you're building and that you're doing and that you're growing and you're ultimately, you're helping someone with what you're doing is not the, the satisfaction you get. I, I will never forget the first bag of coffee that was ordered off our website because that was our, you know, it was ordered off our website. I, you know, it was actually a very large order. Um, but, uh, thankfully, but it was like, we, you know, it it was right there. It was like the, the rush that like, Hey, we created this and somebody wants freshly roasted coffee. Same goes with my first recruiting client. You know, the day I had somebody, it was actually a referral came out of nowhere. Right. But somebody that came and you know, said they wanted to retain ramp talent for a retained, it was three, three searches as retained search. And I'd been doing some little bit consulting work, but they said that we wanted to retain. <laughs> it's like, wow, that was a big deal. Right. I mean, that they trusted, you know, me and in the business and which kind of enabled us to be able to grow now. Right. And so, and to actually, you know, where I can hire someone. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Well, as we wrap up here today, uh, two questions to to finish up. One is, where can people find you? Yes. So you can find me, most social media sites, uh, you know, of course, LinkedIn, Ben Martinez, Twitter, uh, Ben Martinez J, the letter J, just because Ben Martinez wasn't taken or was already taken. Uh, Instagram's Ben Martinez J, Facebook's Ben Martinez. Um, those are the main places. And probably, yeah, I mean, Snapchat, I'm kind of on there sometimes, but that's just, I guess that's for the young kids these days, but I am on there. So I know what's going on, but yeah, more Instagram guy. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where you can find me. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, last question, you know, how can the, the listeners help you out? What ask would you have of them? Yeah. But thanks for asking that. Uh, two, two things. One, drink freshly roasted coffee. And if you're going to drink freshly roasted coffee, drink some auto coffee. And use promo code coffee is good at checkout for buy two, get one free. And that'll get you, you know, we'll roast right when we get your order. And we write the roast date right on the bag so you know when it was roasted, full transparency. And also anything recruiting HR related for high growth startups, uh, get us up, uh, ramp talent. Or in general, just keep being good. So that, that's what I'd say. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you for being on the show today. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, Brock, I really appreciate the the time. And I, like I said, back to the time thing, this is an honor to get on here. I'm glad to do this. I've got to run and get my daughter from her cross-country practice so I can see her um, before dinner. So there we go. There you go. Life of an entrepreneur. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What What are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by Nutrafit. Now, I tried Nutrafit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up and coming businesses, so I gave it a try and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made NutraFit different is, one, that it mixes immediately, and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of 
chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And on top of that, NutraFit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives. Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that NutraFit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action at checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on NutraFit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. There's two T's in there. So NutraFit.net. And let me know what you think.